Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Constructing the Clubhouse, the only podcast about building a clubhouse during a pandemic. I am your host, Dr. Matthew John Murtha. Joining me, of course, is my beautiful co-host, Mr. John Ellis. Kia ora, what's up? <laughs> what? Okay. I'm speaking, I'm speaking Maori today because we've got another, for the first time ever, we've got another Antipodean on the podcast. Is I like to use the word antipodean whenever I can. Okay, uh, it's a fancy one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it means. I, I, if I had to guess, it meant that you're against feet. Uh, it's actually against poles. That sounds As even in, more racist. I'm, well, I mean, uh, I mean, like the North <laughs> Pole, South Pole. You're against the North Pole, so you you come from the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, okay, long way to go to say that. Why can't you just say like half baked? Anyway, uh, Johnny Boy, we had quite the week. In uh, Comedy Clubhouse, yeah? Yeah, it was a little hectic. Uh, big event on Saturday, yeah? Yeah, we decided to do our first show that was outside of the Comedy Clubhouse. Basically, uh, this French guy, Johan, had the opportunity to have this venue, and it was a Saturday night, and people could drink there, which is not true for any other venue at nighttime here in Barcelona. Uh, so I said, yes, I said, let's go for it. And then I found it to be a massive, massive hassle to organize, to do. To As soon as you have more than two people involved with something, it just takes so long. Uh, and then there was miscommunication with, we had to, first of all, we had to change the name of it. Someone got upset because the first name was uh, Clubhouse After Dark yeah. was the name of the show. And then somebody else has a show in Barcelona with the word dark in it. So he was like, you can't do that. You've got to change the name. So I was like, I didn't want to, but I changed the name. And then there was miscommunication. I ended up arriving without the guy that knew the guy that ran the venue. So I kind of had to introduce myself to the guy that ran the venue for the first time. And then 20 minutes later, be like, hey, we've got 40 people coming for a show right now. What's up? So that's why he was all pissy. Ah. Because he was like, I didn't know the show. He thought the show was in French. He thought Johan was <laughs> running it and like, you know, all sorts of that kind of thing. So he was annoyed. Uh, and then we could have chosen a better host. Ouch. But for the show. Uh, yeah, apparently that was true. So if you guys didn't, weren't able to attend the show, maybe you're a sightseeing or whatever you do in your spare time here in Barcelona. I hosted the show and then I uh, proceeded to eat all sorts of shit. Like, horribly i don't like i just never i never formed that connection with the audience i did a, a really easy joke about my mustache right like i was like people come up to me they say this mustache makes you look like a gay porn star i was like ah i guess this mustache makes my dick look huge and this girl in the front row like turns to her friend and they start talking i was like oh what are you, you guys talking about my huge dick and she's like no i i was trying to have him explain the joke like why why does the mustache make your penis look i was like oh boy this is gonna be this is going to be a long show. Yeah. And I, I, and then I, I went and I was like, all right, well, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's talk to somebody else. I was like, you there, ma'am, what's your name? And she doesn't say anything. And I say, okay. And she's like, wait, me? I was like, yeah, you, who are you? And she goes, I'm drunk. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Which should be a good start to a show, you would right? think. Well, then I say, okay, great. You should give me your phone number because you're just my type. Classic. The entire crowd boos. They go, oh, boo. Bad. I was like, oh, man, you... Don't want me stealing Cosby's material, huh? It's a, yeah, it's a classic joke about how you take advantage of drunk women. Why wouldn't they like it? I don't take advantage. I'm just, I, I like women that drink. That's that's what I'm trying to say with that. So I, I anyway. saw, like, right from the start, there was just a couple of things you said early on that were like, ah, oh, this audience is shit. I didn't, wasn't really paying attention to the jokes, but I just saw, like, your attitude shifted quite quickly 
early yeah. on. And I think that attitude sort of trans- transferred to the other comedians as well. Because by the time I got around to going on stage, I also did very badly uh, for what it's worth. But that was not my experience. My experience was like, okay, everybody in this crowd, like I knew I've seen at least half of that crowd many times before. So mm-hmm. like in my head, I'm like, all right, well, I can't play the hits. They know all my jokes. So I got to have to pull stuff out of my butt. And then I did the like two or three newer jokes that I like to absolutely no response. And I was like, all right, this is, that's how the show's gonna be. And I was already in a bad mood. I'd been rejected right before walking up to the <laughs> show. Um, so I was, I was, I was kind of like angry and bitter. And then everybody, I, in my opinion, killed. Like Marnie did extraordinarily well. Like I think just so, like, yeah. like a pro set. It. She's good, man. Obnoxious. Obnoxiously good. <laughs> I think Alba everyone was killed. just relieved that you weren't on stage. Yes, absolutely they were. And that was not a great feeling for Matthew, but uh, it's you tough. Know what you can, but you can, you can, uh, if you're a good host and you are a good host, you can maintain the energy of a show, even if you're doing badly. Yeah, which is cool. You kind of just like, like you do that whole like, ah, at least it's not me anymore. Give it up for this guy, and people, yeah. people love that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, well, and I, I try to complain to people after the show about how poorly I did, and they're like, no, we had a great time. Everybody else seemed fantastic. I was like, people just don't okay. know. Yeah. Anyway, I think the lesson is, right, if you're going to have a comedy show, run it out of your own damn venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just more money. It's more easy. I have to sell less tickets here, and I know how the show is going to go, and I know that it's going to be good. Yep. Uh, before we invite our guest on, I just want to just say that we have shows every day at 2.30. Right? Yep. The schedule this week is... Except completely- for Monday. Monday we have a live podcast recording. That's right. And we're actually recording in front of 345 people right now. Yeah. They're doing a good job of keeping their voices down. Yeah, uh, well done, audience. Um, yeah, and this week, I don't know, we have special guests from all around Europe. That yeah, there's a bunch of traveling comedians in town. They're all going to be performing. Uh, apart from that, it's the standard shows. Anyone can find out anything about any of them on our link tree. Yes. Uh, today's sponsor, of course, is Dr. Beaner's Time Machiner, the number one personal time machine for all your time-changing needs. Uh, it's the egg timer that changes all the other clocks. You can blast through 24 hours during an episode of 24. You can go back in time and uh, not say that thing to your coworker. Just because, Cheryl. All right. That's Dr. Beaner's time. Let's bring him in. He's all been right. secretly sitting here on the edge of his seat. Literally actually. on the edge of his seat because that intro was incredibly boring. Let's welcome the amazing Australian Swiss. Australian by way of Switzerland comic, Mr. Chris Dewar. Hey, th- Dewar. <laughs> thank you for putting that French accent on my name. Dewar. 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 That was awesome. Dawa, but that's Dawa. Yeah, it's Dawa. fine. Just, Dawa. just say, put big, a big R on the end of that. Like, ah, that's how you do it. Dewar is fancy. Yeah, Dewar is, fancy I might go version. by Dewar now. That's yeah, a hell should. of an intro, man. That was a hell of an intro. Thank I you. like that. Dewar. Can you, can you like sense my confidence level just going down? I mean, from the we... minute you started talking, oh just the God. second. As soon as you add yourself as a predator of drunk women, it just... For the record, I wasn't... I'm not a predator. I mean, okay. Right? I'm just saying I have a type. I like, I like women that <laughs> like a good time. We spend a lot of time on this podcast trying to get cancelled because I figure oh, if I people like kick up a big fuss, maybe we'll get some media behind us. I you do. Know, I think it's, it's a good strategy. John, I'm not trying. Cancellation's just, the, the career strategy at the moment. It just comes natural to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who was the most recent one to get cancelled? Uh, someone someone surely recently. Dalia, probably. No, no. He's, I mean, there's been a bunch since That's him. been a month ago. No, well, his, his was last year. I mean, that's old cancellation stuff now. There's got to be- Last some, year? Yeah, the Dalia stuff broke last year. 
There's got to be someone new. Has anyone here been cancelled? Like anyone attempted? Yes. There's, yeah, there's been some tension. No, uh, we had we had uh, uh, the leader of the improv community had to step ooh. down because ooh, really? he was using his position of power to make uh, apparently awkward advances at women. <laughs> can, can you give me a sexual position? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Ever. Oh man, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, thank you guys for having me. I'm really stoked to be here, man. Yeah. yeah awesome. So we prepared, you know, at least 143 questions for you. Oh, I'm good. Good. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Uh, which John has written down. Uh, okay. Well, before we get into the really the hard hitting questions, yeah. why don't you give us just a little bit of your background? I know you're from Australia. You're yeah. based in Switzerland now. Yes. Why don't you just talk Zurich, a quick Switzerland. bit? Uh, yeah, man. I started uh, actually coming in 2013 in London, like really late 2013 London, and uh, did that for a little while. And then moved to Switzerland for a lady because I'm a romantic that oh, way. Nice. Yeah, and that fell apart when I found <laughs> cocaine. And then uh, after a little while of that, I came back to stand up and it kind of brought me back into life. And I've been doing that real seriously like since 2016. And um, yeah, I juggle that. A kid, job, I'm fucking wow. living. I'm living, wow. man. It's crazy. What, uh, nice. what, are, what are some of your comedy accomplishments? What's on the old CV? Uh, well, Headline Theater Show last year. I got to do some tours last year before the pandemic hit. I was really, really excited about that. I did uh, TEDx, which it shouldn't be on the comedy like CV, but it's like on the oh. embarrassment CD. What was too. that? No. but what, It's horrible. Was it? I fucking hate it. It's just, it's like, it's the antithetical to like what, I love about comedy. Like comedy is this completely free, free expression and free motion. In Ted, you know that fucking red dot? Yeah. That's there so you don't move. Like, yeah. like you stay on the dot, you don't go away from the dot. Did you have to wear that dorky headset? No, uh, yes. Did you, like, no, make I a did. Yeah, 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 I did. I had to, I started with pyramid fingers. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I just, I didn't, and, I, and I, I bombed. Like, I mean, fucking seriously. That was like in front no, of 400 people. No, that's impossible. No, 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 you don't understand. Like, you think that because you've seen the videos, they edit them. That's huh. what you don't see is that the editing process. Like, I, I had my thing. I told a couple of jokes in the start because they were, you know, James Veach, the guy who did the spam. Yeah. They wanted, they wanted someone like that. And I'm like, what was your, so what did you talk about? Uh, I ended up talking about like fitness and why it's like playing music and shit. Cause I have a background in, in, uh, in training, like personal training, teaching, Can all that I, kind of shit. You know, put that into the CV, man. Fuck no. no. <laughs> but like, so I basically like, I stood there and then I, I had a moment and I blanked and I blanked for 90 seconds. And the people say it feels like an eternity. No, it was. There was a That's moment a where I'm, time. dude, I'm bug-eyed in the audience. So much so a woman stood up in the front row and went, just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, she started, started giving you a TED talk. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the, to come down, then I finished, and the video looks fine, but I just, I fucking hate everything about that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, Watching yeah. those, I always get upset watching those because I feel, I mean, like, presentation funny is a low bar to clear, right? Like, you yeah. just go from one picture, you know, on your PowerPoint to the next, and as long as it's a little bit quirky, you'll yeah. get a laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen The Daily Show. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so I'm just, just just throwing shade. I'm just throwing shade. No, look, I, know, I, I was offended for some reason. I, don't I think know I was why. just expecting it to come to me. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no, deprecate me. That's what we're here for. I yeah, I like the Daily Show. He's a, he's attacking me. Hey, no, it's nothing personal. No, I I, I tell you, you know what's weird as well. The guy who fucking cru there was a guy who crushed. The room was in stitches. He did this presentation on jargon, and he like I mean 
amazing on the day. Best easily by far. Mm -hmm. They cut his thing. You can't get his video. They won't release it because he said shit once. They're like, that doesn't really align with the values oh of Ted. So, yeah. Oh, that sucks. It's even called Ted X. Like, yeah. surely there's got to be slightly more extreme of uh, something rather. Ted Triple X. I would love Ted Triple X. Like, which douche is right for you and why? <laughs> That'd be brilliant. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. There's um, something terrible about getting like bombing in front of an extra supportive audience. Oh. Like this lady, like just going like, oh, just give it your best, Chris. Yeah, you know, you, I can see you're trying really hard, oh. you know? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather have bottles. So actually that reminds me of my fourth gig, like my fourth gig ever I did in front of like, uh, what'd you call it? Like, uh, it was kind of, well, it was a hip hop slash stand up thing in London, but it was really not like the, the, there was, these were emerging hip hop artists and they were like, the comedy was brought in and it was the weirdest juxtaposition because you had all these like, like I mean like real London, thick East End, like hip hop guys, like basically lots of black dudes everywhere, right? And then you get like three white comedians, one of which is whole sets about being gay. It's a great mm -hmm. start. And then me, I'm like fourth gig in and I have this bit at the beginning about like, dude's fucking horses. Cause you know, I'm <laughs> classy like that. Yeah, yeah. I say this guy in the front row, like you, you're probably a guy like, like horse breath tickling your asshole. Right. And his girlfriend jumps up and screams at me. Fuck what? you. Fuck you. Like just screaming. Oh and I'm like, gosh. I'm about two minutes in. So if you can just sit down for like eight <laughs> minutes, this is going to go great. Uh, yeah. Memories. Anyway. So we all bomb. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. never quite like that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. The only, fun. Uh, a kid here named Donica. He once he he offended uh, some some lady, and she got up and went to like throw her drink on him. Oh, really? But he like kind of ninja'd it, and then just it poured all over her. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I wish I had the the skills for that. But uh, yeah, I'd rather bomb in front of that kind of crowd than like the people who want you to do well. Like, yeah, ugh. I think once <laughs> jerks, yeah, <laughs> love and support, get out of here, like assholes. Yeah. So when, when you say you tour. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did a tour, uh, uh, like, last year I did a tour with um, Tony Law. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, like, I do I, know yeah. him. He's amazing, man. I got to do a tour around, like, we did Hungary and, uh, like, Bratislava, Slovakia, sorry, Slovakia, Austria, that kind of thing. That was amazing. So this is, like, a proper tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, like, a tour name? Uh, probably. I can't remember the fucking okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll find it for you in the you show notes. There. Yeah, no, it was. It was tour bus? Uh, not well, tour trains because it's you know, city to city and stuff, and the hotels. But it was fucking that was one of the best experiences of my life like going to tour the proper, like 30 year headliner and the guy just like showing you how'd that come about? Or, do you have an agent? Uh, no, no, no. I just I've done like we're in the Swiss scene, we've been really, really blessed because that's sort of been really emerging somewhat similar to Barcelona. Oh, we'll like we'll get to the low oh, bar wow. of the Swiss scene. <laughs> low bar, the whole Very Swiss excited scene. to hear about this. It's been emerging, and what's been crazy is because it's a place like. People go, oh, you can make some money there. So it's brought some some dudes like Judah Friedlander was there, Ian Fidance was there, and uh, we got one guy in who who does some of the touring named Alan. He came in, and I got to do some work with him. And he was like, oh, I'm organizing this tour. Do you want to come and do the support spot? So I was like, fuck yeah, sick. That's yeah. awesome. Wait, Alan is different than Tony though. Yeah, Tony was a headliner. Alan organized and ran. Alan's the tour. like a producer. Yes, exactly. Ah, I see, yeah, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you toured around when you're doing that sort of thing. Mm. What's your uh, What's your process for, you know, you arrive in a new city, you want to kind of analyze, uh, I guess, whether the audience is going to speak perfect English or decent English or terrible English. And then you're also trying to show people that you care about their city. So you want to do, no. maybe so you don't, you don't, <laughs> you have this <laughs> no. sort of esoteric, no. like you're all stupid. I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah, I just, I just, I just went out there. I'm like, well, the, the cool thing about my material is that uh, if I'd say it's kind of, it's kind of, I don't have a lot of like really hyper specific 
like right. thing, things that like you'd have to know X to do Y, right? Like everyone knows fingering, right? So yeah, <laughs> you can just, you know, right, Matt, right? Uh, right, in theory. <laughs> <laughs> I have a diagram. At I'm home. a scientist. <laughs> it's all theoretical, all right? Like, <laughs> Get it? But like, yeah, so you, I mean, there's, there's things that you like, I'm more like, I'll go in with people in the crowd and like talk with them, maybe find some stuff about them. But yeah, you know, the, you're only there for like one night. There might be a joke where you, you know, you make, you find out the rich place or the poor, like, the, you know, the yeah, and then you just sort of swap yeah. it for whatever yeah. in the next city. Yeah, I got gotcha. you exactly. Yeah, Who yeah. are the? What's the shitty city around here? And you just sort of like swap that. Exactly. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I got gotcha. you. Well, you yeah. from what I've seen, you do a lot, lot, lot of uh, dating material. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sort I'm of sex stuff. Super that original that way. <laughs> uh, but I do think, like in Barcelona, that's one of the things that consistently seems to work best because in a city like this, there's people from all over the place. Everyone have the, has their own sort of cultural experiences. So there's not that much stuff that's super relatable for everyone, no. except for Catalans being cheap and yeah. dating, just dating yeah. as everyone. You know? And all, to be honest with you, like, I mean, I, and no disrespect to anyone. I just, I've, I've seen, cause I've been lucky enough to like, I, I've done like shit in London, in LA a little bit, uh, just all around Europe. And I've seen people doing that local thing and like you can get real good you know locally doing that local thing it's just never appealed to me to, i've always wanted to find some shit that's like this works anywhere that's like the you know the, what else are we doing this shit for like i want to go everywhere and do it so i don't want to have something that's like oh no i've got to redo all my fucking swiss material now and try and make it fit hungry somehow you know yeah for sure i mean i, I would only ever think of it in terms of like sort of transitional jokes where it's like oh, i start here and then then with a swiss reference i get to my regular material that yeah. i was gonna do anyway yeah I, yeah I'm, oh, I should be more conscious of the audience but but you did but do quite a lot of uh swiss stuff I think. Yeah. Well, you did one or two Swiss things. One of the jokes you said, I, I hope you don't mind me no, burning no, no, it no, here, no. but yeah. was uh, the tricky thing about... Oh, Swiss chicks. Swiss chicks. Yeah. You have to uh, fill out paperwork before... You change position. Change position. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that was hyper Swiss specific. That is. And yet it's like, it fits the kind of, the, the framework in mind people have of Swiss women. You know what I mean? That's sort of official, everything by the book, everything documented. So it, it that has okay. a... I was really pleased to learn that has a ubiquitous kind of feel for it because everyone goes, oh yeah, yeah, I imagine that would be the case, yeah. Do you know what's yeah. funny to me is that the, like, the racial stereotypes tend to get laughs, especially in the country that they're directed towards. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, I, have, yeah, yeah. I have jokes about the French that I told in Paris and I was like, oh, they're not going to like, and they laugh the hardest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everyone, what, that's the thing, like everyone, that's why I don't understand this kind of, oh, don't offend or don't like, everyone wants to be in the group right Everyone, exactly you want to be seen and like when you're with your friends you give them shit like that's yeah. usually especially like you know when you meet a girl and you're immediately attracted to a girl i've noticed like one of the things that, that really what's that like i have that well you know when you meet a guy and he's like okay, come yeah, out the back yeah, with me yeah. and you're like yeah let's All go right. do this you're a grunt yeah it's like i don't that. understand why people think i'm gay anyway it's the mustache but it's, it's no it's it's the where uh, i uh well, i don't know i just got a vibe yeah. Like when I first met you, it was about when you were talking about dating guys. I was like, oh, this guy's probably okay, gay. Yeah, that might do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know that thing, like when you meet a girl and a girl who will immediately give you shit, like just be like, not that you just fuck you. Like she'll give you that feeling like, fuck you. You're like, this girl's really cool. Like I'm right into her like, straight <laughs> away, right? I think that makes you a masochist, man. Maybe. Or uh, the other theory I'm running with is that it's like, 
the closest that you in your brain somewhere the closest uh image you have of someone who will not take your shit and give you shit immediately is mother image so you connect that right and there's like an immediate intimacy with that person because it's like reflective in that way so that's i know i'm kind of toying with those ideas but that's as far as i figured it thus i far. feel like i'm gonna have to give you 60 euros to be my therapist now because You're welcome. you connected some strings there i'm like oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wait a second I'm trying to avoid my mother like I, we're, we're finder finder yeah because honestly the women i like best are the ones that make fun of me of course, of course, and that 100%. makes sense because you—that's it's like a familiarity. Yeah, all right. It's like yeah, we're we're all trying to in some weird way we're all trying to kind of fuck our moms or dads. You know, d certainly trying to fuck your mom. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's funny. The the last girlfriend that I had like a very serious real relationship with three years and stuff, yeah. we got on so well because for the entire first and a half years she wouldn't even say that she liked me. Yeah, it yeah. was the best. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was so great. A little bit of chase, choosing, wanting approval, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I feel like we got way off track. Sorry, man. Was there a question yeah, there before? No, that's fine. Uh, I get that. You need a, you do need a little <laughs> bit of a uh, little bit of that chase. Sometimes I meet girls these days. They're like, oh, I don't want to, don't want to play any games. I'm done with games, and I'll be like, oh, great, I really like you. They're like, nah, you you misplayed that one, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's oh, too yeah. Bad. No, this is this is a comedy podcast, not a griping about ladies. You were just doing that. Oh my god. I know. No. 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 I know. Be, well, I'm I'm telling myself because I have like three more stories that I want to tell about Aww. the the the. Trivales? 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 Yeah. Some some word like that. I like that you guys try to use words but struggle. Like, I was like, <laughs> when John starts with Antipodean, I'm like... Antipodean? Yeah, I love these Antipodean. people. Antipodean. I know, I love these guys straight away. This is anyway. great. Uh, no, but we want to talk about the Swiss scene. Yeah, man. Uh, we, and I don't know. We hear there's piles of money that you just Scrooge McDuck off of... Yeah, we, ha we dive in pools of gold coins. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, no, it's it's... It's a, it's an interesting place because people have disposable income in there, and they will. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, is like, this a new term? Should like I put these they just throw away income. Yeah, well, they they've got money, and they're like, yeah. Wait, fuck wait, it. what money? I now, know, right? Hold on, what what is this? You know when you got enough money for a new pair of shoes? No, no, <laughs> no. But like, it's, did you miss the sound check? No, I no, have I was one there pair for of shoes. Yeah, no, and I, I found them next to a dumpster. I could tell you were a doctor when I was with the shoes. <laughs> I was like, ah, that comfort. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no matter, they have disposable income, and they they. They're looking for stuff to do because like there's not there's so many expats there it's actually got a really really large expat community like in all the cities you're in geneva uh zurich you're in zurich right. yeah and every but every one of them like but they're, they're not far apart yeah uh three three hours three and a half hours so not really not, not really okay. but like um yeah so the they're they've got communities and they're always trying to organize and do things mm -hmm. and then along we come with like hey english stand-up and they're like fuck yeah so they come out and they then they you know buy tickets but there is a, a flip to that is that the, the swiss uh, sort of mentality and it, it, you know you get it whether you want to or not is that like you, you have an expectation of things working so the kind of the open mic scene is not the, the even the idea of like they expect quality yeah. they expect netflix they expect fucking the standards. yeah exactly it's bullshit but yeah so bombing in front of them fucking sucks but you know all right so you've been doing comedy five or six years right yeah, With yeah. entirely in zurich I no no like started in london oh right uh, and then came over to zurich and then from how, there how and long I was ago going back uh that was like end of 2013 uh, um, i don't know what this means how many years, how many years? Uh, it's 2021 uh, now. Yeah, I know that, but so that's seven years, but he's only, yeah. any, it doesn't matter. Yeah, basically but like seven, six or seven with a gap. Yeah, the real question I'm trying to get to is uh, what what's it like, the open mic scene there? Because here in Barcelona, it basically started five years ago and has expanded ever since, yeah. right? Like when I moved here, I'm sorry, it probably started maybe six or seven years. When I moved here, there was one open mic every two weeks something like that and now we have shows every day some days 
twice a day. That's the dream. Like yeah. that's I mean, for us when we started, excuse me, there was one place you'd go and the guy was like notoriously like he territorial booker and also mm. super anti anyone else doing anything. Oh, I like, know those types. Oh my god, dude, he would give you a spot, a five minute open spot on his shows and like not again for three months. Mm. And he'd be like, You shouldn't be getting on stage, you should just be riding for months and then go on stage. <laughs> and now it's like that is the worst fucking advice anyone could ever give. But like so when we were, we started doing like an open mic there and it was once a month. When was this? This was 2016, I want to say. Yeah, 2016. Okay. And uh, there was a core of us, like seven guys who all wanted to do this stuff. All guys. And yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, late. We actually, our first, a little known fact, uh, the first like female homegrown uh, Swiss open mic comic was a transsexual lady. She made the papers. There you yeah. Go. Big dick. So, hey, the, <laughs> the, so we, uh, we actually had to go to Berlin where they've got like a popping scene. So we would do like our mic and then we'd go to Berlin for weeks at a time and just uh, go open mic, open mic, open yeah. mic while we were trying to grow. And then little by little, people start putting more shows on, getting more confidence, being like, yeah, fuck that guy. And we start putting our own shows. And now it's like, when it's a peak pre-pandemic, we were doing like, you know, some weeks would be every week. We'd have like weeks of just nonstop, nonstop. Mm -hmm. And so your average is like four, some three between three and five on a you know slow week. But there's still only eight comedians kind no, of living there. No, no, the pool's grown. The pool's oh, yeah. grown. We've got people in Basel now running their own shit. And there's, I mean, the whole Swiss scene oh, there is. If thing. they can even do it in Basel, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's a, have you ever and heard of St. Gallen? monkeys can do it then, right? Have what? you heard of St. Gallen? No. Exactly. Wait. There's people running it there. St. Garland. St. Gallen. Gallen. Holy Gallen. smokes. All right, so. There's people in little pockets trying to do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody that wants to tour. Yes. Like, what's that? Are there theaters? Is are yeah. people doing solo shows, or are there like that's, producers that's, interested in booking? That's the next step: is people starting to promote and produce their own shows. That's the the real big next step. That's the thing we haven't like. You guys have got that here. People in Berlin have got that. We haven't yet broached that particular part in Switzerland, where everyone's been, everyone's been kind of getting their, their skill level up. And to be honest, because like I said about the open mics, there's not a lot of space to go like you know just play with an idea for 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. You? So you, everything is like six minute, eight minute intervals, and you got to be bam, bam, bam. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really foster as. But now things are changing. So, that's so what? Nice. So you 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 have your open mics, and then the. The progression is to go from there to this guy's fancy pants. No, showcase. no, there's other other guys start doing their own shows. So they have theater shows and club shows and okay. different venues around. There's one guy who does touring around all the cities, and so it's really about like, it's the hard part though is that like also is because you're doing all these shows. Everyone in the local scene knows you and the scene you kind yeah, of try and develop. Tough. So yeah, not a profit in your own land, right? So you got to kind of oh, start branching out. And buddy, stuff. tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh, you poor fellow. Yeah, they, I try to do I try to do my jokes here, and everybody like finishes the line for me. They oh, know, really? They know my sit. Yeah, and we have the so the same problem. Let's say the Barcelona originals, yeah. just like me and Matt and whoever that have been doing that ten minute or these ten minute slots for so long. There's, now. A, there's a half dozen people that are going to be really mad that you think of yourself as a Barcelona original. Yeah, yeah, they're all over the age of fifty. But yeah, uh, yeah there's a few that invented comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For sure, uh, but so so we've been doing these ten minute sets for a long, and now yeah. we've got international comedians that are coming to staying here, and they're the ones that are doing the longer shows, the yeah. forty five minute shows or whatever, yeah. and that's what I'm interested in working up to yeah. uh, personally. So you I think we're going to do split shows with people. So we'll do one hour should, shows, man. half an hour between you two guys people. Should, like when it opens back up, come to Zurich, man. Like come to Switzerland. One hundred percent. Because that's one thing that I gotta say for the Swiss. Like if you bring your you bring your game, they will appreciate and they respect it. And especially some of the venues, like they just they want people there doing. Stuff. They, they're not 
Like, people come from places. We've had people come from Berlin and be like, this was fucking hard. It's like, yeah, because your Berlin references don't work here. You can't talk <laughs> about, like, drugs and fucking Neukolln for 10 minutes and think it's going to go. Yeah, 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 for sure. But when you come to work, they fucking it's appreciate it. It's half my set, it. by the way. I, Neukolln and drugs. Yes. <laughs> Never even been to Neukolln. Um, so just, like, real yeah, quick, though, like, how it. much... Uh, what? So we, we hear... We hear tell of like 35 rumors. euro shows in Switzerland. Uh, like how much yeah. of that do you get to see? You can ballpark Ooh, it, you know. Interesting. Well, it depends on the promoter. It depends yeah. on who. And depends on what you're getting booked for. Uh, Run through some... Don't name names, but like, uh, like, all right. Well, there's this guy named Dave. No. Okay, so <laughs> fucking Steve. Fucking, so yeah, exactly. It's always a fucking Steve or a Dave somewhere, right? Oh, always, exactly. <laughs> if they're not a cunt, they're a dick. Anyway, well, so like, uh, let's hear here here at the clubhouse, right? If you if you wanted to self produce your own solo show, we'll give you an hour slot, and wow. you'll keep seventy percent of the tickets. We'll mm -hmm. keep thirty, mm -hmm. so that we can pay the tax on the on the ticket sales. Yeah. If you do a showcase, so for my Friday showcase, I give headliners twenty, and nobody else gets anything because that show is not making any money. Fair. But then I think on the gong show, we pay five euros. To yeah, I was really impressed with that, actually. That was, I mean, I, to be honest, in one week here, I've made like money that I'm, I just wasn't expecting. I'm like, this is great. Well, yeah. And I, it's like, it's a source of pride for me because I've played Berlin and Paris and killed to very large audiences and saw none of, yeah. none of the tips. Yeah. And that made me feel a way. It's sort of a philosophy difference for Berlin, right? They basically say we want as many people running as shows shows as possible. And the way to do that is to sort of incentivize, just basically take all the money for whatever show you run. Yeah, There's different advantages. I think that was, I don't think that they, they sat, sat there and w said we want as many shows. I think people realized that the only way to make money is by running your own show. So it was the other way around. So, yeah. so they didn't plan it out and say, do whatever you want. They just all did whatever they wanted. They're like, hey, this is how I can make a hundred yeah, bucks a night. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There is these tricky, uh, like you're talking about sort of a gatekeeper in, in Switzerland being a bit kind of like... Well, this okay, so here's the thing about... Swi just to answer your question and move into where you're going. The 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 thing with Switzerland is, that I gotta say, like, in terms of if you're coming and you're doing headliner spots and stuff, the the guys there, it's like, if you want to come put on your own show, no one's going to be like, oh, you can't, but you got to find your own venues, do your own promotion. No, no mm -hmm. one's really going to help so you. So they're not making that, it right? easy. No, but... It, yeah, yeah. But if you come in and you want to get booked by them and, like, do a tour and stuff and you, you've got it, like the money they're going to pay you is going to be really quite good. It's not, they're not going to screw you over. They're going to right. accommodation. They'll cover your travel. Like they're going to do a good job for you, but it's like, you know, you do it with them or you do it in your own and then you do it in your own. That's kind of the deal. What would you recommend? Like popping up there first, doing the Fuck open mics, yeah. getting seen and then yeah. come back. And like, I mean, kind of like, I mean, we've, we've been, I'm here with another comic from Switzerland, Michelle, you see her later, but like, uh, I, we, next we, week. Yeah. Next week. We, we love doing, like this for me is what you do is like you go to a place, you do your thing, you get seen. And I'm lucky enough now that I've been working at it. And I'd like to say, I think I've done a pretty decent job while I've been here and be around people like yourselves who are like, oh, cool, you're a guy we can talk to. Let's talk to you. Mm -hmm. you, get, you, you show yourself to be what you are and then people want to grab you rather than like come in and be like, I'm going to fucking, you know, go up, let people see you and then get to know you. And then I think everything works cool. That's how back. I like to play it. Yeah. Yeah, right. sure. That's my ethos. Um, I'd like to ask about uh, cocaine. Good. Uh, have you got any? I have it's not got any. Uh, just to quickly explain to the audience, sure. anyone at home, cocaine is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cocaine is very Moorish, I yeah. think. It's probably one of the most Moorish things in the world. 
Moorish? Yeah, Moorish, when you when yeah. you have some, you want a little bit. It's like more popcorn, like Pringles. <laughs> oh yeah. man, I was thinking of the the, the Arabic people that the Moorish dancers. Yeah, I was, thinking, <laughs> I was like, what do they, do they have? Cocaine? Yeah, that's why they dance so well. Yeah, yeah, with their little hankies. Very, very Moorish cocaine. And one thing Mm. that you notice in comedy is a lot of people are either like sober, sober or the opposite. Yeah. Uh, And then a lot of people are the opposite. And then eventually they reach sort of this breaking point where they're like, you know what? No more. And then they switch to the sober side. So you obviously you were doing comedy in London back in 2000, end of 2013. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you were you were doing drugs at the time. You were drinking at the time. Yeah. You moved to Switzerland, and then there was presumably some point where you were like, "Oh God, I can't do that this." That didn't come till um, 2018, 2018, okay. October 2018, which was really fucking annoying. It was okay. So basically, I'd done. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was kind of the. You know, like every crew, there's always one kind of guy that is just like, hey, everyone, let's fuck get fucked. I was that guy. I was I was the guy that was like, every show was like, hey, that was great. Let's go get fucked Too up. Too much fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what make this really good? <laughs> um, that guy. And <clears throat> so I was kind of like a bit of a wreck for a while. And then I went, two, two really significant things happened. So, I mean, it's a, it's a much bigger story, but I, you yeah, know, for course. time and stuff. Of course. Uh, <laughs> you'll say, well, of course, absolutely. Um, <laughs> we've been around drug people. Yeah. Yeah, we, you, you we, get yeah. It. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of factors, but essentially, uh, three different things sort of play into it. One is I have a kid mm-hmm. in, in 2015, she's born. And like when I meet her for the first time, like I was never supposed to be a dad, you know, I was never supposed to be around her. But when I met her, I had this fucking wildly transcendent kind of moment. Like I saw my ancestors on her face and shit. And I had that connection. I'm like, fuck, I can never not be around this person. But that means Sick. I can't. I can't be fucked up around them. She was mm-hmm. like the first thing I'm like, I can't be it fucked up. It wasn't the this. drugs that made you see. Your yeah, you weren't on mushrooms at the time I or mean, anything. It might have been an acid flashback. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, it's, it's, it's a heady cocktail, but it might have been. It might have been. But like, so I saw this shit and I'm like, I got to be good with her, right? And then I was doing comedy and, you know, I, was, I did Edinburgh twice. Like I did the, and in the second time, which was the 2018, uh, I was like, you know, you, you guys been to Edinburgh? Yep. So you get the deal. You have a pint before your first show, pint for second. But by the end of the night, you're fucking wrecked and then you're smoking weed with everyone. And so, yeah. so like, I was, after a few weeks of that, I was waking up and I'd be shaking before the first drink. And I'm like, this isn't good. And like a month before that, due to Friedland, I had come to Zurich. And I watched this guy come in. Like, I was high as shit because I was yeah. just working the door and stuff. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to enjoy the show. I watched this motherfucker walk in and do like 80 minutes like it was 20. Yeah. And he just walked in, asked for some mineral water, did his shit, walked out, found some food and left. And I'm like, if I want to be anything like the, the, the attention he gave the room, like he would take something someone said, 10 minutes later, he'd pull it back in with a new person in the he, crowd. Like, for my money, him and Anthony Jeselnik are the best joke writers working oh, right now. They're fucking like just that presence. That yep. pre- I'm like, if I want to be anything like that, I can't be like this. And then yeah. I went and got fucked up in Edinburgh. And then I, after I came back, I was in London. Yeah, I, yeah that, I was still like, one more time. Yeah, yeah, big party. But I went to London and I like, I started writing this set about like going sober. And I was just like, oh, fuck it. Who cares? You know, I mean, I was going to have a drink afterwards. I'm like, fuck it. I go on stage. And I started talking about it because it had been in my mind. And then afterwards, some people come up to me and were like, oh, that's really cool. So you're actually sober now? And I've always had this thing where I'm like, if I'm going to do material, I want to have some kind of genuine thing i can't um, the like, opposite yeah you're just a l- straight up liar yeah i don't care yeah just, that's fair yeah. that's fair i, I res- just make it funny I I yeah, i'm, well. I'm on your side i want to figure out how to be funny enough to say true things that's you it <laughs> exactly truth has always been the highest ideal right they're like fucking liars over here but like <laughs> but like i 
I just wanted to like embody that. And I'm like, well, now I guess I'm going to do it. The thing is, I, I made that decision October. So everyone's like, oh, you're doing sober October. I'm like, no, I'm special. Fuck yeah. you. Like, this was yeah. my moment. Well, but so that, that's a, uh, we have to, we have to wrap up soon, but I sure, do want to sure. ask about the experience about yeah, doing man. comedy sober and then yeah. uh, otherwise not. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I, I'm on the wrong wrong side of sobriety and I'm I'm afraid that sober means un you know of fun. course yeah terrifying right yeah. really terrible uh I'll say this much I had been like pretty much doing shit since I was like 14 so when I finally made that real cut because I, like, I I've been sober once before but like mm -hmm. I'd been sober from alcohol and weed ecstasy still on the table you know what I mean so like that was the weekend thing at that point so like this was the first time I'd really done that and like Dude, the first six months was just fucking mental breakdown while my brain was recalibrating. It was some of the hard, like there's a whole fucking bunch of shit that just everything was horrible. No job, no prospects, money, three months behind rent, all that shit. Yeah. But what grew from that was like a new perspective of everything becoming challenges. Were you performing that whole time? Yeah, and like bombing that whole time. <laughs> like oh, just, man. Just a Tough. six month string of shit. Like just, ugh. But like everything becoming like challenges to overcome that became the mindset. So everything became problem solving rather than like problem avoidance or like self-medication. And then honestly, like, I mean, if I'd stayed like that, I wouldn't be anything remotely like I am now. And it's only every chance and opportunity that's come, I've been able to embrace it fully and with a clear head and like go after it. And that's just opened more and more doors. So that fear is real, but oftentimes I've, I, I know I kind of reflectively think it's like the fear of like, I'm scared of what I could be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Like, cause you know that to go somewhere great, you go do some new shit. You go like, you go commit yourself to it. It's like Terrifying. the like Japanese, like shakunin style art, you know, you just got to commit yourself to the art and let it, let it take its course. But that means not being fucked up and it worked out pretty well. So if you ever feel like giving it a try, I'd recommend it. But, you know, who knows? I might fucking come back next time. And be like, well, guys, you got the coke. You know? Well, I did a show the other day. I was very, very drunk for. Uh, I thought I did badly, and yeah. then afterwards, everyone was like, "That was amazing. You were so fluid and natural on stage. You didn't, you didn't seem to be on script at all." I was like, "I wasn't. I was just, <laughs> I was just making there. it up." Yeah, <laughs> I uh, think that was some of your better work, Johnny Boy. Yeah, isn't that sad? I, I should stop trying so much and start drinking more. Take your own advice. To each their own, right? I no, think that's. I the, would love to be that. The, the romantic, the fucking romantic alcoholic. I, I would love that, but it's just not. It's not. The yeah, right thing no one's. You're not. It. You think you're the exception to the rule. You're not Ernest Hemingway. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. no one is. No right. one's Ernest. The thing about they love his work. Nobody loved him, the no. person. Yeah, even himself. One more. Oh yeah, quick question, if it's okay. I just wonder, like, the way that you talk about. Sometimes you talk about being on sober on stage. I haven't seen yeah. you do it because I think you did it here the other day, but I was upstairs tending bar. Right. But the way you do it, so I have this joke about like being vegan and the release is when it turns out that I'm not vegan, right? Because right, yeah, I'm yeah. like, hey, I'm vegan or whatever. And it kind of like people tense up because they're like, shit, this guy's going to start. Judging me. Judging me, yeah. lecturing me. And then you're doing comedy about being sober in a bar full of drunk people that presumably are pro-drinking. Uh, do you find that uh, in terms of the reaction of the audience, there's there's a, a tightening that happens at all, or, or you're not worried about that? No, no, because no, like I mean, everyone has their kind of their thing when they get up on stage, like that who they are, what they do, and I kind of I think of myself as like when I get up there, I'm always kind of have this moment before I tell myself like I'm your friend and I'm happy to see you. That's how I, I like to be. So it's like. The thing is, like, especially since I've been sober, this has been the craziest thing. Post shows and shit, people are like, dude, what the fuck are you on? I'm like, nah, man, this is just, <laughs> this is what the drugs were dampening down. Just this is who I am. Yeah. So, like, that being able to embody that on stage, I think people kind of feel like I'm fucked up anyway. So, they're like, yeah, hey, he's just like, he's doing our thing, you know? Okay. So, it, it kind of works for me. I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky in that way. And that what I get to be up there kind of seems to put people at ease, which is, you know, the main thing I want to do. That's great, man. 
It's yeah. awesome. No worries. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I really, thanks really appreciate for being it. on here. I yeah. should say the the other day, this girl came uh, to a show of to hang out did. with me, and she was sitting next to me. And then you get on stage, and she's like, "He is the most handsome comedian." I was like, "I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> I am right here." So, Chris, it was a, a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so um, much. I think that you can, you can, you're in here in town for a couple more days. I know I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow, but like I'm back. All right. So don't ever watch this guy ever again. Yeah, never look again. No, I'll be, I'll be back, man. This scene has been amazing. Uh, Website coming. Just look up Chris Dawa on on Instagram. Dawa. Now, now, dude, for sure it's going to be Dawa. I'm going to use that. Is there, there is an R. Oh, shit. Yeah, don't no, you don't need it. Dawa. Dawa with an accent. I'm going to okay. fucking run so it. So Chris, spout the normal way. <clears throat> Dawa, D-A-R-W-A. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah, so thanks again. Everybody Thank follow him. He's a, a hilarious talent, up and coming, touring the world. Um, be sure to, I don't know, accost the like button. I Fiddle with the uh, subscribe button. You, yeah. I like that you bookended it. You start as a predator and you end by being a predator to your own shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, does, that does remind me uh, again because I, I sat here and in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm not a, I, it's a joke. I don't actually like sleeping with drunk girls. Be sure to molest the like button. <laughs> <laughs> well, I find those, I find those parts of the YouTube shows the most obnoxious, but yeah, I, I do want to say one thing. After yeah. the show, the drunk girl came up to me and yeah. she was like, hey, is it true? Am I really your type? And I had to be like, oh, honey, no, I, that's, a, that's a joke, you know? And she was like, what? I was like, drunk is not a type. Right. <laughs> and so she was really upset with me because she actually, it turned out that she... Uh, liked you. Yeah, well, she was drunk, so. Ah. Anyway, uh, Matt's not a predator. Like the <laughs> podcast. Uh, and come, come check us out next week where we'll be talking to another Swiss comic. This but has been... Constructing the podcast. Uh, iTunes. iTunes, review us. Yeah, that's oh, we did get a review. We got a review from someone saying, I hate podcasts usually, but this one is cool. All right. Yeah. I'm going to have to thank my mother for that. Um, <laughs> let's thank our, our tech crew, Zach, of course, and our, our lovely intern, our intelligent intern. I always say lovely for everybody, and I'm trying to not Such do the creep, dude. Yeah, I know. Such creep. I'm over, I'm over 35. Everything I do from this point on is going to be Super creepy. red flags. All right. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Be tuned. Be sure to tune in next week. Thanks, guys. Thank and you. good afternoon.